Hello, welcome to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, my guest is Felix Arafin. How are you today, Felix? Hey, doing good, doing good, doing all right, composing, making my way through life. How about you? Yeah, I'm good, Um, other than the mass amount of rain we've had that seemed to have came from nowhere. But yeah, it's autumn, so we can't complain too much. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so, I mean, generally where I kind of start the, the chat, the interview, is, is your origin story as such as to your kind of background into into music and then how you became to be working on composing for video games. Wow. Okay. Uh, whew, my origin story. Let's see. That's a really tough one. I I started playing piano when I was four years old. So I've been playing piano for a very long time, but it wasn't until high school when you know i was in school bands and i was playing keyboard for uh like school bands as in the after school brass band or the after school school band where you play rocks music and pop stuff but my music teacher then uh mr maroney shout out to mr maroney hope you're doing well um he basically was like hey have you heard of this thing called the cubase i was like What's that? I've never heard of that. <laughs> they just stuck me in front of this computer with the key with the piano in front of me and show me how to record stuff. And that just clicked so many gears in my brain because now I was able to see music in a whole new light and a whole new field. And I was like, Oh, I can do this. And then, you know, back in the day, the biggest game that was being talked about in high school was Halo Two. Yeah. And people telling me that, oh, you should listen to the soundtrack, listen to the soundtrack. I listened to it several times, and then I thought to myself, I can do this. <laughs> I think I can do this. <laughs> How hard could it be? Turns out it was very hard. However, <laughs> you know, as, as a young, impressionable lad back in the day, you, you can't help but just dream big and just go for broke, right? Yeah, definitely. So that's basically how I started the whole my whole path. I, um, you know, I, I took music in university, did a master's degree in film and mu- film composition, and now I'm back here in Toronto and doing a freelancer life, also juggling a full-time job as well, whatever I can do to make ends meet, but still, like, my main one true passion is writing music for video games. Cool. Yeah. So what was the um, sort of, like, first game you, you worked on with soundtrack-wise? Uh, do, do you want like the the formal answer you can find on Spotify or the really obscure one that is Wait, not the, the actual the actual first one even if it doesn't the legit first one that I paid that I got paid money for yeah that, that that's this is a good one um it was an it was like iPhone two or three and okay apps were just becoming to be a thing and I I met up with a developer on forums.tigsource.com still a great resource kind of hard to find gigs there nowadays but you can find one if you're lucky um he was just looking for someone to compose thirty seconds worth of music and three tracks each track like ten seconds long or some some obscene number anyways I horribly uh did not price myself competitively but i was also starting out because i wasn't sure what i was what the hell i was doing um but basically it all came down to like 50 bucks for all these all this music and the game was called star crash tactics i don't think it's on app stores anymore but that was my first paid gig and you know this was back in the golden age of the internet where young impressionable me believed that every person was a good person and <laughs> would pay on time i had to message this guy email i found his linkedin it took me like at least half a year for me for him to cough out 50 us dollars to drop into my paypal but i got the 50 bucks so i learned very quickly then and there to always have a contract and to agree when the things are going to be paid but that is technically my first game project that i've worked on it was kind of cool. You know, I, I didn't even use Cubase. I, oh, what did I have? I had Mixcraft. I was using Mixcraft. Okay, back cool. in the day. Yeah. Uh, learned a lot. Learned a lot, mainly about contract negotiation and to make <laughs> sure that people are able to keep up their end of the bargain if you do something for them. But yeah, that was great. 
And then, you know, I just continued on my way up and continued getting bigger, better gigs. That was like my main stipulation. If I were to continue accepting gigs, you know, they'll either be at the similar level or a step above from what I did before. Because that's uh, the only way that I can see myself growing and developing as a composer and a musician. Yeah. So, I mean, was that obviously with that being a mobile game, I'm guessing it was fairly restrictive like have you said like 10 seconds i don't remember if it was 10 seconds or like 30 seconds yeah. i think 30 seconds would have made more sense yeah. but you know it, it was a it was the wild wild west of apps and this guy legitimately was trying something interesting he you know he, he saw the iphone 3 and he thought to himself you know what this app store needs it needs a tactics game so he actually legitimately made a pretty functioning well tra- tactics game that was kind of like sci-fi themed and interest in like own characters and its own storyline. It was kind of cool, but yeah, it unfortunately didn't take off as well as he had like. I think I think because it was still like the iPhone two or three, and yeah. it was, again, it was it was the wild wild west. Anything could happen. Remember, remember like lighters. Remember all the ridiculous um, apps you used to get, like the the beer app when you're drinking and you're tilting. Oh my god, I'm drinking beer. Wild West, buddy. Yeah. Oh, man. Those are those were the wild times. Yeah, that was a sort of, like, completely un... I can't think of, like, unmoderated <laughs> Apple App Store. There was just yeah, yeah. everything on there. What do you do there. with this technology? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'd, go to, you'd go to school and someone's downloaded, like, oh, I've got a gun on my phone. It's like, what? It's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, I've got a lighter. Look at like, me, I'm drinking beer. Yeah. Or... Oh, look at all those stupid noises I can make. Nee, 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 nee. Oh. <laughs> uh, simple times. Good old days. Yeah. Yes, much simpler times. Much I can remember like going on a tangent. I can remember there was some newspaper article. Oh, I can't even remember how long ago, but it was like about sort of like iPhone apps from the very beginning. And there was one that was, I think it was literally just like a gem that rotated and they charge five thousand pound for it, and the whole idea was just like, "Oh, I've heard of this one, yeah." And they 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 would charge you an obscene amount of money if you actually bought the whole thing. Yeah, and it was just and like some people were trying to get a refund for it, and they're like, "You bought it, we can't do anything. It's our money." <laughs> yeah, and then you just saw people like in a few like after they started doing this sort of like, "Oh yeah, it's people, you know, proving how rich you are and you can afford to spend this much on it." And then people just started pirating it, and it was like, "You go, that's that's exactly what you need." <laughs> there we go yeah yeah oh man but yeah that, that was where i started that was my first paid video game gig uh it, it was it was fun i you know it kind of weirdly enough now that i think about it it's a tactics game which kind of led to the most recent biggest soundtrack that i did it's, uh, uh so cycles. It, yeah, yeah yeah kind of a weird like full circle moment i guess <laughs> when where the people were really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, that's that's the thing it's like even if the whole experience had been rubbish you'd take it away like oh yeah need to make sure i've got a proper contract and mm-hmm, you, to, you know mm-hmm. you yeah. get all these things that are learning experience exactly you learn something new every time for sure yeah so just looking uh, through your your website with all the games you've worked on i mean the next sort of one in the list that um i think you mentioned in the chat was like turbo pog and obviously the then yeah super mega neo turbo pog turbo pog dx and yeah all sorts. oh yeah and that, that was the whole turbo pug era of my life <laughs> it was a it was one of those flashes of inspiration that lasted a year and a half and then just died yeah. immediately so how, yeah it, so how did that come hmm? about you being on how did that come about okay this is this is so much fun. I was studying in Bristol at the time. And again, I met this developer through forums.tixsource.com. <laughs> Shout out to forums.tixsource.com, non-sponsored. Uh, but they, they just needed a composer. And originally, they had me writing music for a whole different genre of game entirely. But then all of a sudden, he had the idea of, hey, what if we do something that's as hard as Flappy Bird, but make it a pug? I just need two tracks. Uh, I'll pay for it, and I also will give you a cut of every um, copy we sell. I was like, sure, whatever. So we went ahead and did that. And for whatever reason, since the game came out the same time as Fallout 4, 
it became a huge micro meme. I know that's that sounds weird, a huge micro meme, but it, it just became a, a bit of a weird meme game on Steam. And you know, if you go to the original TurboPod, go to the Steam page, there, there's just all these insane reviews of like, this game was better than Fallout 4, 10 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> or like, this game cured my depression, or just ridiculous things. <laughs> but it's also just 99 cents. So if people literally had a dollar to just drop some cash on a really dumb game, they would do it. And the game took off took off really, really quickly. And the developer was very quick to cash in on that. So there was all these crazy spinoffs. They got Super Mega Neopug, got Turbo Pug DX, which I composed music for. There's a couple of other spin-offs, uh, spinoff games, like there's like a Turbo Pug 3D or something like that. But it was all the same original music that I've composed or, uh, for the Turbo Pug games. There's nothing original I composed for that one. But yeah, that was a beautiful, bright moment in my career where I would just go around and be like, yeah, I'm a Turbo Pug guy. Like, oh, you're the one! <laughs> you're that guy! I love that game! I have it on my phone, I play it when I'm bored. I'm like, there you go, that's me. <laughs> and that was a bit of, that was also a really wild uh, recording experience too because I was, no, you know what? Now that I think about it, I wasn't in my master's. I was I was done my master's, and I was back at home, and I was using, I for whatever reason, I was thinking, okay, this soundtrack needs, like, we're, we're talking about a running pug here. <laughs> I got to get into the mindset of a pug running endlessly, <laughs> trying to avoid getting killed. I was thinking, oh, some guitar would be really nice, and maybe a, a dog sound would be cool, and it's pixelated, so maybe a little bit of chip tune in there. I remember recording the guitar part for that in my basement, when the fan was still on, I don't even think I had a uh, an audio interface nor a mic. So I just used my MacBook, my 2013 MacBook, turned on Logic Pro, hit record, and I can't really play the guitar all that well. So I tuned all the strings to make a D major D major chord. Yeah, and just used the open strings and just played it <laughs> like that. And that's the guitar you hear in the first song in Turbo Pug. So, it just goes to show that you don't, need, you don't need fancy equipment to get the gig. Sometimes you just need to get a little creative and just see what sticks, and and then it ends up sticking. And I mean, with that sort of game, obviously it's uh, like leaps quite a lot. So it's got to be got to be catchy music that gets stuck in your head, like the more you play. Yeah, so that's part. Yeah, of... it's gonna, it's part of the appeal for sure. I. What I also loved doing was going into YouTube and watching people doing Let's Play videos of Turbo Pug. I've had, I remember one YouTuber, I forget their name, unfortunately, but there, there's two tracks for Turbo Pug, and the other one was a lot of strings, kind of a snappier, poppier drum sound. And they're talking about how that sounded like, jumping, din, 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 din your love i was like oh dang it now i can't now i can't unhear it i i plagiarized no, I'm i didn't plagiarize anything but it's just interesting to see that was my first experience of people reacting to music in a way that you know not not that i wasn't expecting but it was just fun to see how they would react to it. yeah yeah because i was literally just given the prompt of your uh pixelated pug running through endless um, obstacles make music for it i was like sure <laughs> let's get to it <laughs> and i guess with that sort of game as well it can very much be a case of it's all done and hardly anyone can play it and it's just like oh whatever but then for it to kind of get a bit massive and lots of people playing it it'd be a bit uh, i mean is it was it a sense like overwhelming the amount of people or is it just kind of like really cool like oh lots of people are enjoying this i would say it's life. just really cool yeah it was just it was, it was just fun to see the really positive reaction and how quickly it blew up and how quickly it died <laughs> yeah because <laughs> <laughs> it just like i said we did we did a couple of spin-offs and i wrote the music for super mega neopug and turbo pug dx in terms of the overall music quality, I'm most proud of Turbo Pug DX. I yeah. think that was like my most re- quote unquote realized re- vision of Turbo Pug. But, uh, you know, it was fun while it lasted and it, it was great. And I'm really happy with what I wrote. It was, you know, people still love to listen to it. Um, every once in a while, it just comes back into like my periphery, the soundtrack for it. I remember one time, one of my friends who was a huge Beat Saber fanatic just messages me out of the blue 
you know, after years of not talking to them, and they're like, hey, Felix, hope you're doing well. By the way, this one track in Super Mega Neopug is currently, like, one of the top tracks in Beat Saber for community-made maps. I was like, what the heck is going <laughs> on? <laughs> like, it just, it, just comes, it just comes and goes, and it's always such a blast just to, just, just to see that people still maybe not talk about the game, but still view the music in such a positive light, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, there are decent fans that they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing. I think yeah, I think you get like those moments as well where people something that was like kind of big in the past and then someone goes, Oh, remember this? And then they start playing it and then someone goes, Oh, let's put that in Beat Saber and then it just kinda of, like snowballs yeah. and people, Oh, I remember this and it's just so like, Yeah, 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 really oh, cool yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah, way. yeah. Yeah, it it was totally cool. That was that was a fun uh, little little experience I had. That was about a year and a, a year or two ago. Yeah. It was yeah. it was great. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, before you, I mean, I'm assuming based upon like getting into working on games, you were a, a gamer as such before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, definitely. I played. I, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Another, another wild tangent. When I was in high school, you know how I told you the story about how, oh, I listened to Halo 2. Yeah. And I was listening to all these soundtracks. I actually did not play any of those games. I know. Just, just shut me down already. I'm a faker. I'm a poser. I'm not a real gamer. Hashtag kick me out. I, my, I, I had parents that were quite strict, and for good reason. You know, I, I respected them being strict with me, but they basically wanted me to st- focus on my studies and make sure that I was successful in school. And that, but I didn't have any game consoles growing up. But I always hung around the kids that love playing video games. Yeah. So I would go in and like look up Wikipedia articles, read video game magazines about what the hell's going on and all the plots here, listen and go to friends' houses and listen to the soundtrack or get the CD of the soundtrack and listen to it myself just so that I can be immersed in this world and just so that I can stay relevant with what's going on. So I, the, the, in terms of a big gamer, yes, I, I play a lot of games now, but back then when I was starting out, I just did a lot of listening i did a lot of watching i did a lot of reading and yeah but video games have always been a really strong part of my life um prior to high school when i was still living in indonesia i had a ps1 and one of the games that i love to refer to uh in terms of what was a soundtrack that really uh made a big impact for you I will 100% say it's the soundtrack to Pepsi Man. Oh, okay. Pepsi Man's a masterpiece. Don't <laughs> at me. It's, it is incredible. It's such an incredible experience. It's so funny. But I love the soundtrack to that. But yeah, the, despite all the changes that I've gone through in terms of what music I like to listen to, what inspiration I pull from, Pepsi Man is always close and dear in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird with Pepsi Man because I don't. I mean, I say I don't think it was released in Europe. It might have been, but no, I no in Indonesia everything was pirated, so yeah. I definitely had a pirated copy. Yeah, one hundred percent. But you know, thank you to the pirates, I was able to experience an absolute gem of a game for the PS One. But yeah, it's it until until like a kind of because the PS One was kind of from my my side was a bit before the internet, and it's only when able to go on the internet you saw like all the sort of people playing it and stuff it's like what is this it's like what's this ridiculous game where you're just playing a massive advert (laughs) yeah i I mean my parents when they got me that ps1 they were just like okay let's just get a bunch of games that i think are good or or whatever the salesperson recommended and they just shoved pepsi man in that (laughs) pile i was like here play this oh okay i see a man telling me to drink (laughs) i'll try it and there was Pepsi Man. <laughs> and ever since then, you've 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 had this, this is where Pepsi Man leads you. Yeah, the, the Beats and Bleeps podcast, talking <laughs> about Pepsi Man, writing music about pugs. I mean, it's got the <laughs> the combined running over obstacles theme. It's kind of like yeah, yeah there you go. There's some another an, another full circle moment. There we go. Who <laughs> makes sense now? <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> so in terms of like uh, what games you play like day to day now, is it a mix or do you kind of gravitate towards one genre? 
Oh, uh, definitely not to one genre. I it is a big mix. Let's see. I just recently got a PS5, so I, I skipped out on a PS4 era. So I've just been catching up on a lot of PS4 games. It's literally the same. Um, as me. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently beat Ghost of Tsushima. I thought that was really fun, but it felt like you know a much prettier, gussied up um, Assassin's Creed 2 era game. Soundtrack to that was kind of cool. It felt fun being in a Akira Kurosawa movie. Um, right now, we just got Spyro, the Spyro uh, Reignited trilogy yeah. on sale. So I've just been playing through that. That's just. I never played the original Spyro when the Spyro games came out, but I remember picking up the original, like, quote unquote, original PS1 versions when they were released on PS3. Yeah. So just being able to compare and contrast between the two, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember this level. Or, And Stuart Copeland just killed it on the soundtrack as well for that one. Um, on my phone, I recently picked up Ace Attorney Trilogy again for like the fifth time because I miss Ace Attorney so much. And the soundtracks of those games are an absolute blast and an absolute joy to play through as well. Uh, oh, yeah, let's see. The Ace Attorney soundtrack says, um, I think it was like a six disc vinyl release. <laughs> I kind I, of like I was glad I missed tempted. out on it. I was really tempted. I was really, really tempted. Showed my spouse, and my spouse looked at it, saw the price tag, and looked at me and said, "No." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> okay." Yeah. You can you can have it if you don't want to eat for a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for for at least a month or two. Um, let's see. Any other interesting games I've been playing? No, that's about it. I I am excited. Sad. Upset and but still excited for Bayonetta three. It's gonna be an absolute blast. But considering the recent controversy regarding what's going on, you know, I'm 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 just gonna come into it with tempered expectations. Now. Yeah, but definitely that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, oh, that's another game I just recently played. I played the the, the 2018 God of War. That oh, nice. was an absolute blast. Good lord, when you talk soundtracks, that one is a good one. Yeah, that's really really good one. It's it's actually going going back to say like I didn't didn't have a PS4 and I'm trying to play all these like PS5 exclusive uh, PS4 exclusives now I've got a PS5 God of War is one that I've not played yet it's on the list but I've mm. listened to the soundtrack a lot <laughs> yeah it's just like oh, it's yeah. like, oh it's, you can always tell how how grand and epic the game is going to be just from the soundtrack and it's just yes yes um, it definitely hits harder as well when you. Uh when you just uh when you experience it in the game as yeah. well for the first time because you'll i find that that's something that i've still de- a skill that i'm still developing as a composer as well being able to listen critically while you're playing a, a game yeah it's really tough because you just get so over like, oh yeah cool i'm playing this game <laughs> but there's sometimes other moments just hit you and you're like oh i like that i like that but then damn you're you're dead because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got killed you're trying yeah. to do two things. You're trying to play the game, and you're trying to like critically think of the soundtrack at the same time. And yeah, like... and then you hit the pause menu, and then the music's gone. You're like, oh, dang it! I have to keep playing in the game for me to listen to the actual soundtrack. Darn it! <laughs> it's like um, I think the one that kind of got me just trying to work out what was actually going on with the soundtrack is the 2016 Doom, and you kind of have like oh, loads, God. Of, loads of oh, moments no. where you just kind of. I can't think what they're called, like glory kills, and then it like changes the soundtrack, and it's just all like the first time it happened. I was like, "Oh, that's." It felt like it was so natural. It felt like it was scripted, but then you do it during the game, and it's just how how dynamic that soundtrack is for a game yeah, that's yeah, that... hectic, and then it's also a lot of like real instrumentation, but it seems so seamless. It's just just a masterpiece yeah, the, in like the... design. <laughs> For sure, the audio programming in that game was really good. Uh, have you played the uh, the game composer for that, uh, Mick Gordon? Have you played Killer Instinct before? Uh the I've played the SNES one. The 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 Xbox One Killer Instinct is pretty much his resume for Doom. Yeah, like if you want if you want to see how the the concepts and the ideas behind a really dynamic soundtrack that changes, check out. The, just check out gameplay of the original the killer instinct on xbox one. yeah yeah because the whole concept of attacks attaching themselves to musical ideas and themes you know how you can do ultra combos in killer instinct yeah 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 
Yeah, the, the ultra combos in <clears throat> Killing Instinct Xbox One are just orally so much fun and so over the top. You can't help but just smile every time you pull it off. So I keep forgetting. I highly recommend checking it. I keep forgetting that they did that because obviously Microsoft bought Rare, didn't they? And that Killer Instinct was Rare. Try to think. I don't. I I don't know who developed that one. But it's been pretty dormant for a while. People have been, I don't know if people are clamoring for a new Killer Instinct, but you know it's been dormant for a little bit. Yeah. Right. And the attentions have been shifting to like Tekken and Street Fighter and things like that. So Yeah. Um, so, I mean, going back to yourself and your work, so talk about some of the other games you've worked on. Um, Miriel Saga, so that was... Uh, oh, yeah, Miriel Saga. That was, yeah, that one's a total blast. Um the game itself is a little rough around the edges, but I had a grand old time just writing the music for it. It really just got me to think differently. At the time, up to that point, I was mainly focusing a lot of Turbo Pug stuff, so yeah. happy, chiptune-y, cutesy stuff. So now I get to write something a little bit more dramatic, more grandiose, a lot more orchestral palettes coming in and out. Got, got to think about a JRPG for once, so that was that was a total blast. That was really good. Really enjoyed writing the music for that. So what was the sort of? I mean, I've I've not played it in terms of that, but what was the sort of like overall pitch and like inspiration for oh, that game? It's a little bit of Persona style fast paced combat yeah. with a lot of cool combos and things like that. There's a grand over uh, overworld. There's also a little bit of um, high school shonen protagonist dynamics as well. Yeah being the chosen one and what that means for you it, it that, i would say that's the overall pitch it's it, just think uh, mixing a bit of persona a bit of kingdom hearts style combat and throwing it all into a giant bowl and mixing it up and seeing what sticks it's it's good i i did i do enjoy writing the music for that one it was that the sort uh, of like same thing with the music kind of where you were going or was there a different like theme with that what do you mean by that? What do you mean by the question? Uh, so, like, just kind of like what sound you were going for? Is it sort of like the same sort of thing that Persona mm. had, or is it completely <clears throat> different? I see, I see. Yeah, with Taropog, the, the game developer basically said, and when it comes to writing music for it, uh, for example, I'll take Super Mega Neopug. Uh, they'll just be like, okay, here's an angel level. Okay, here's a space level. Okay, here's a level where we're in the forest, like forest theme. I was like, okay, cool. So I, just, I interpreted those words as is and made the tracks for that. For Muriel Saga, they had a specific idea and sound for what they were going for. So they sent me temp tracks of like, here's a theme from Final Fantasy. Which one's the one with Vaughn? Is that 11? 12? Uh, I can't remember. I can't either. Then eleven. Was it's either the, eleven or twelve. An online one, so it'd probably be twelve. Okay, so probably twelve then. Yeah. So they'll send me a track for Final Fantasy twelve, or hey, we want this final boss thing to sound like this track of Persona five. Yeah. Or we want this um, main. We want this theme to kind of sound like this JRPG track, but more angular, more metallic. So I was like, okay, cool. So uh, that's that was the, that was the process for that one. Um, if, it reminded me a lot of my work in films because usually that's how directors work, film directors work. They, they will have their film front to back in, with a lot of inserts of songs from other composers, which has its pros and cons. But I thought it was a lot of fun. I basically got a chance to not only take their suggestions, but also reinterpret it in my own style. Yeah. You know, how would I do this? I know that for one of the tracks for Muriel Saga, it was the one I was explaining, the Final Fantasy twelve track. And I can't obviously copy off Final Fantasy twelve <laughs> soundtrack. It's already like a masterpiece in and of itself. So I was thinking, okay, what are the core elements that I can take from this track and use that as a starting point for how I was going to compose? So I was paying attention to, you know, how was the orchestra kind of moving? What was the tempo? What was the overall feel? Um, chord structure, what were they going for? Orchestration, what were they going for? And then how can I bring in a bit of my own element into it? Yeah. I thought, so, yeah, <clears throat> no, that was how I approached it. That's cool. Um, so, I mean, 
after that you worked on rem cycles which is again an uh, rpg but more of a strategy rpg yeah it's a strategy uh roguelike tactics game which uh is an interesting mix but also you know it ticked off all the right boxes for me the bc pitch said as you got a bit of fire emblem you got a bit of pokemon mystery dungeon and you got roguelike and i was like sold let's do this (laughs) (laughs) what do you want me to do um that one was a lot of fun because aside instead of words just words like in turbo pug or temp tracks like in muriel saga this one was focused more on words and art yeah so we there was already a writer on the team emily emily morrow is the writer on the team hi emily hope you're doing well sarah boving was the artist hi sarah hope you're doing well as well and basically that would the game was already around 70 to 75 percent done by the time i came into the team and daniel steer uh, sorry daniel spencer there's a the, daniel steer was for turbo Pug. daniel spencer hi daniel <laughs> both daniels hello um basically said hey just take a look at what we have so far for the game and let me know what you think of it and the you know i looked at the art looked at the music the prompts were like oh this level is supposed to be in this area there's lots of this and this you'll see these opponents this is at this point in the game when the players are coming in this is their first level or this is their second level or this is meant to symbolize this and that so i got to take all those elements and then pair that with the knowledge of what these games are pulling inspiration from and then try and create something out of that yeah so that was a really interesting work cycle and workflow so in terms of like the tracks on that there's very or the game itself there's various sorts of like locations you play through there's eat like different levels of fight ended up in like a boss battle fight so i guess it like you get to do boss mm-hmm. battle themes and stuff like that which is obviously really cool oh the, the the general thing about the game is you're you're in a dream or someone's dream there's all the 10 characters as well that are all very different i mean love the fact there's a character called dad that just spends the whole game making dad jokes i've got, got yes. a lot of time for that and that's just just spectacular um reading reading up on the dad jokes like i would just go on a script just um just for fun and i would read dad's script every single time just because i'm like what what chicanery is dad gonna pull out of his toolbox this time and every single time just non-stop dad jokes i'm like oh my god i love him so much (laughs) (laughs) he's such a great character it's definitely and it's just uh like obviously the healing stuff it's like oh he can either do a barbecue or he's got duct tape uh, it's just yeah it's yep. it's it's uh, in my whenever i do runs with dad it'll he would just be running around healing the team with duct tape and i could just visually imagine the characters covered in duct tape it's not even sanitary dad it's okay you're, you're good <laughs> you're not falling apart yet i got <laughs> i got the good stuff i got gorilla tape don't need no duct tape. I got the, I got the good stuff. Duct tape can hold anything <laughs> together. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's um, so. I mean, the game itself is like uh, graphics-wise, like eight bit, and like the soundtrack from the bits I played up to and listened to is kind of still sits in the chip tune kind of well sounds some sounds from like a chiptune origin i mean is that i'm guessing intentional to kind of blend in with the the retro look of the game yeah they were they're originally looking for something that kind of combines the dreamlike qualities of the world that players would be invested in as well as evoking feelings of oh yeah i've played this sort of game before you know they wanted to really be as inclusive and bring people into the experience yeah so I think when I was applying for that gig, I did show a lot of Turbo Pug, and I think that's what they wanted me to bring in more elements from that side of things. But maybe not so much in a cheerful, happy-go-lucky, I'm a pug running through space, yay! But you know, <laughs> get to experience, get to experience a little more, a little bit more of the emotional nuances behind each level, or things that are happening in the story, or character development, things like that. That's cool. Um, so it's a, in terms of like writing that soundtrack and just your general process, what sort of what's your sort of creative process like? Do you start writing something at the piano, or do you generally start at the so? Ah, okay, this is this is kind of fun. I'm divulging a lot of 
insider composer secrets here. <laughs> um, what would you say? Uh, have you had a chance to listen to the entire thing yet, or no? Of REM cycles. Yeah, the soundtrack. One. Yeah, I, I have, but also it was once and it was very late at night, so. Oh, no problem. <laughs> um, if you had to take your best guess, which was the first track I actually composed for? Uh, I mean, I, I was going to say probably like the first area you go into in the. I can't think what it's called now, like the clouds. Oh, man. You're you're good. You've done this for a while. <laughs> yeah, so Cloudlands was the first track I actually composed for the game. And then from there, you know, I, that was that worked out to be a proof of concept that was so well received that I would just end up staying for the final for for the final project. But I remember going into writing the music for that. I was like, okay, everything's pink. There's clouds everywhere, and you're fighting flying pigs and you're you're meeting all these people for the first time so there has to be a bit of energy to it but also a little bit of like a cautious energy because yeah. you're like oh i don't know what the hell's going on but you're also dreaming and the characters i think in the game know that they're dreaming because they're seeing all these other people and they remember falling asleep and then all of a sudden they're there so i had to keep all those elements in mind so i wanted something that had a good bop to it and something that was chip tuny and also a lot of fun, but carried a lot of energy, some anxiety, just a little bit, but mainly just like, let's go. Let, let, let's see where the next level takes us. And it was from that cloud theme. I remember as I was composing it, as I was composing and adding more elements to it, at one point it just breaks. And then there's a little bit of a quiet moment, and then you hear... Dun, 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 ba -ba, dun, dun. And from there, I could finish writing the rest of the track, but then I remember just listening to the whole thing again, and I remember hearing that break in the middle, and I was like, oh, that's my main theme for the game. So I didn't write the main... I, I wasn't sitting down and like, okay, we need to figure out what the main theme of the overall yeah. game is, yada, 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 and then compose everything around it. Sometimes you just write something, and then the main theme's right there in front of you, staring at you in the face, and you're like, oh, there it is. Okay, well, that's <laughs> going to be my main theme now. So that theme then gets added and reinterpreted through a lot of different layers, different styles throughout the rest of the game soundtrack. Um, sometimes, <clears throat> some tracks, creatively, I was just like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I know it was for... <sighs> I the name of the track. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Pride Lands, that's the one. Oh, yeah. So for Pride Lands, that was the desert area. I remember I had I was creatively bankrupt when I was writing that song. I was I was just been churning out tracks nonstop. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. So I remember for that one, <clears throat> I actually had to start backwards. I started like the final. I knew I wanted the final course to have the main theme in some sort of way. I think the reason why I was so morally bankrupt was uh, morally bankrupt. Oh my god, <laughs> I was creatively bankrupt. <laughs> the reason I was so creatively bankrupt. Was because I was thinking, okay, desert themes. What do I think of that? Oh, there's Sergio, there's Ennio Morricone with the good, the bad, and the ugly. No, can't do that. It's it's been done to death. Everybody's been everybody does that all the time. Um, so I basically was to say, I I don't know what I'm doing here, but I wanted to at least write something. So I started at the very end of the track first. And I knew I wanted the main theme to be like the final hurrah moment before it loops back to the beginning. So I did something at the end there. And then I just, I kept working backwards and adding sections in reverse order until it looped itself back around again and kind of made musical sense, basically. Yeah. I remember I added accordion to it, to that track. And I was thinking like, oh God, it's not very Western at all. But then I was like, you know what? It works. <laughs> it just works sure why not um so, so sometimes when you're writing music that sometimes that just happens and but it ends up working out pretty well yeah you just have to work backwards sometimes yeah and then for other tracks i just wanted to push myself and see how far i can go i know that for true nightmare that track was a blast i just wanted to go okay this this is the final final boss Let's go hard. I want to do some crazy drum and bass for it. And arbitrarily, I put down 200 BPM, <laughs> which was a mistake. 
<laughs> because I would spend like five hours writing all this music. I'm like, oh god, I'm I'm finally done. And then I play it back, and I'm like, wait, this is just five seconds? No, there's no way. And, and I look back, and I'm like, yeah, it was just five seconds worth of music. I even went to my drum and bass uh, composer friends. It's like, yeah, you know, this it's, drum and bass is really tough. You know, running on 200 BPM, and they like Felix, what? Most deep drum and bass is 170, 180 at the most. I was like, oh, I've made a mistake. Well, I can't go back now because I've started at 200 BPM and I like what I have. Hey, you've got to you got to push things sometimes, anyway. You know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's putting it lightly. Oh man, <laughs> I, I remember that one taking a while, but I'm really proud of the end result for it. That that track came out really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, and then. Other tracks that when I was composing, I, you know, just took the prompt and just ran with it. Sometimes with the boss, they just had art of like, this is what the boss looks like. It's this giant flying pig thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, uh, and they want to use the same boss track for other bosses in the game. So I had to make something that was kind of universally a lot of fun and uh, a joy to hear, but also really intense. Yeah. So that's when I went with the full more rock feel and when you know, I wanted to have the main theme kick off the whole track and then and then you just dive straight right in into boss music so yeah it, 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 every every song necessitated a different approach and I think that shows but I was really proud of how it all came together yeah that's cool I mean yeah it's definitely being able to do things for different areas and also you've got like different bosses and stuff you get to kind mm-hmm. of cover a lot of ground musically as well and do different things rather than uh 20 songs that are vaguely the same thing but just slightly different yeah yeah <clears throat> and again the, the writing really inspired me the art really inspired me um just seeing the game in action also was the always made gave me a huge smile on my face because then i'll be watching people i'll be watching the game dev daniel just you know show a 30 second clip and i'm like oh that's my music there that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's cool um so with with yourself what's your sort of um general like musical influences things that you listen to on a on a day-to-day basis or or often do you want the safe answer or the total obscure, insane answers? Okay. <laughs> safe answers, I would say, like, oh, I listen to everything. And, you know, <laughs> Howard Shore is a great inspiration. So is John Williams. And uh, But the total obscure, insane answers would be like, I'm a big fan of Death Grips. Love 100 Gex. Yeah. We were just, I was just listening to Sophie in the car again. I'm like, oh, rest in peace, Sophie. You're gone too quick. Um, big fan of Hudson Mohawk. I was a fan of Hudson Mohawk before Seabat blew up. Okay, <laughs> let the record be said here. Let the record be set straight. I listened to uh, Sand Panthers when Sand Panthers came out. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Ghost as well. There's this insane Australian band called the Gang called Speed. That band is just. If if you want to feel like a real tough guy, you listen to that. <laughs> Just yeah, my my musical. I always love listening to music, and I've described this about my musical taste for years now. It either has to, I either have to feel like I'm being shaken very violently by the music, or being punched in the face by the music. Only then will I be like, this is good. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that they have to be really, really hard or really, really abrasive or really loud for me to take interest in them. I'm a big fan of like Kevin Penkin stuff for Florence. My gosh, that's some beautiful, beautiful game writing. Really, really subdued, nuanced, and just a joy to listen to. Or, you know, I listen to. The Beach Boys and that stuff hit me hard. I was that was my first instance of, oh, this is non-functioning harmony, a clear classic example of non-functioning harmony in a pop song, and the total blast. You know, it just has to be interesting. So, yeah, I, I can listen to anything, and a lot a lot of what I pull from is just music that I find is interesting, with within and 
Yeah, within the context of whatever music it's for and outside of the context of whatever that music is for. Yeah. I find that's always the best kind of music to listen to. That's cool. So definitely a wide range of, of things you listen to as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because you never know what the client might spring that's on true, you. true, yeah. You know? The client might say, hey, I need you to... Um, shoot. Your, your client might ask you to, hey, I need music that will suit this moment here. Oh, actually, I have a great example. This is for a, a, a documentary that I wrote music for. And it was in, in this point in the documentary, they're prepping for a big event. And it's musically, it's supposed to be really tense. So I tried a couple of different passes. And the director said, no, nah, it's not cutting it. It's not cutting it. And finally, he sat me down on the phone. I was like, look, I mean, you think of it like this, okay? It's game day for this person. Game day. You know, like basketball, we're talking Toronto Raptors. It's the, it's the, you got to make the final shot in the last 10 seconds of the of the quarter for us to make through to the semifinals. So when I heard that, I, I said to the director, okay, I got you. <laughs> I understand the assignment. And so, you know, I, I might not have watched, I don't usually watch sports at all, but I know how tense those moments can be. Yeah. So that's when I came in, you know, I went with a more, think a little bit, think a more subdued version of Hotline Miami. Yep. You know, synth stuff, that pulsating bass, really dark ambient synths coming in and out, just dissonant chords all around. And they're like, that's it. That's the one I'm going for. How did you do that? I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> The proper answer would have been, "Oh yeah, I played a lot of Hotline Miami. It was very frustrating <laughs> at some points." But the 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 correct answer, you know, not really correct answer, but the answer I gave was like, "Yeah, I just once you gave me that prompt, I knew where to pull from to make it work." Yeah. So you just have to be musically diverse, uh, stylistically as well as what you internalize and listen to in order for all that to uh, click and work. And to make it happen in your in your in your projects. Okay. So, we'll move on to the the quick fire questions. Oh, oh god, oh god! <laughs> this is for a million dollars. I definitely do not have a million dollars to give anyone. But <sighs> I know. Well, then, okay. Let's just let's just cancel the podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm out. Bye bye. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So yeah, just the first thing that comes to mind. Um, so what what is your favorite video game of all time this is people are gonna hate me for this but i'm gonna say it anyway killer seven okay never i love killer seven that was the game that you know sure halo 2 soundtrack was like oh wow i could do this but killer seven is like oh wow games can do really messed up stuff and musically they can do some really wild stuff too yeah yeah i want to do this this is what I want to do music for. I just, again, if you music to, that shakes me and or punches me in the face, that's killer something. <laughs> and then uh, your favorite musical artist band. That okay? That time. I had to sit down with my spouse. We spent like fifteen to twenty minutes trying to figure <laughs> this out because it just varies from day to day. But I would say right now, Ghost. Okay, nice. If, if you want, if, if if you want to listen to a band that just creatively does so many things st- still writes a kill uh, and be able to write like a killer hook killer rhythm amazing lyrics and amazing melodies ghost is like you just listen to their entire discography they're um the perfect example for that sort of thing it's definitely i mean they're very um stylistically as well like the whole aesthetic and things is just oh oh my gosh they're 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 so funny live they you know they say they're satanic but really they're not they're they're, i've just my spouse has described their music as scooby-doo metal and i think it's (laughs) a very apt description for it because yes they're satanic quote-unquote but really they're just in it to have a good time yeah I remember one time they were talking, you know, they were trying to get the crowd riled up. We went to one of their live concerts and they were talking about like, all right, and now we're all going to, for the next song, think about fornication. And everybody's like, yeah, oh my God, yeah. 
and the singer says, for the glory of Satan. And everybody's like, uh, okay, I should. Oh, good enough, okay, the band is starting to. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just all from fun and uh, it's all from giggles. It's, it's great. And, it's it's you know, definitely like just, they know how ridiculous that is. Yes. It's just like, let's just lean into this because we don't actually think yeah. this. Uh, well, I don't know, but like, it's like, yeah, we'll just. It's it's fun. People will get angry at us, but most people will just be like, "That's fun." <laughs> exactly, but but like, if you get past that, which is very easy to, their musicality and their songwriting capabilities are bar none. Like they're one of the best bands in the world right now, for sure. Definitely. And then, keeping with the music theme, your favorite game soundtrack of all time. You thought 15 to 20 minutes was hard for this one? <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no, we... I I think it's got to be Fire Emblem Awakening. Okay. Yeah, the soundtrack to that... If you want to talk about interweaving multiple different themes that represent different characters, different groups, and then making it all work, and reinterpreting those themes, stretching them out, condensing them, having them play in different timbres, different instruments doing a nice counterpoint with those themes Fire Emblem Awakening soundtrack is a masterclass in that sort of thing definitely has inspired me and got me thinking about how to write my own music in yes. different ways for sure yeah this is one where I may have to like hand my gamer card back in but I, I've not played a Fire Emblem game yet I've <gasps> I've played <gasps> Fire Emblem Warriors fake gamer I know fake gamer here yeah. ladies and gentlemen fake you know I'm kidding <laughs> It's okay, you just got a PS5. You're fine. You're 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 yeah. good. You 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 find your way back to Fire Emblem. It's not. It, it'll be. It's always there for you. It is. Uh, it's just. I I think it's unfortunately being an adult. You you have very limited time with what games you want to play, and then it's like yeah. Uh, uh, there comes out every year a good, however many, amazing. 60 hour plus rpgs it's like i can probably play like two or three of these a year but they're making 10 yeah. and then there's also however many years of games before that i've not touched but i oh, mean yeah. I've, I've been yeah. i've like had three houses on my list for a long time to play but three houses is great yeah and yeah that, that game is a lot of fun i at first i was coming into final three houses like ah ah come on Hogwarts, Game of Thrones, what is this? Get out of here. But then, like, the story completely subverts my expectations. And I I thought, this is so good. And the soundtrack is also an absolute joy. It's not as good as Awakenings. Don't at me. Awakening is way better. But Three Houses soundtrack is quite good. I will probably by the time I'm about 90 have played both of them and be able to make a comparison <laughs> but, and then just watch all the let's plays on YouTube just watch just watch all of them yeah I watch them all in two times speed on three different screens and then I'll get through them <laughs> I mean it'll, it'll butcher the soundtrack but yeah um... speed run strats speed run strats from bleeps and beats and bleeps right here <laughs> watch everything at two times speed and five screens going on at once <laughs> I can't think like that. Even just thinking of that, my brain's like having a meltdown as to how I even that would be. <laughs> so, uh, it's like I struggle to watch TV if like there's another noise. So it's like, yeah, let's let's not do that. <laughs> you mean the soundtrack to Halo Two Persona Five? Yeah, <laughs> I listen to both at once. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like. This is one of my more ridiculous ideas, but it can work with can work with games, but it can also work with films. It's kind of films where I originally came up with it, and it's when companies want to make a sequel to their films or like a one, but the original one didn't do very well, so they probably don't get the budget. They have to join it with another film in the same situation, so like you kind of get like two films, and you they have to make like a mashup of both of them so they can have the sequel, and I just think that would be huh. great. It's like um, Jaws, yeah. Jaws four and Die Hard five is a is a good, good. Uh, is, there's not already a Jaws four, is there? I I hope not. <laughs> but imagine I it. Was I know there's Die a, I know 5. there's a Die Hard five. Why oh, is sure. there a Die Hard five? I've only watched four. Uh, I mean, there's like Die Hard one, uh, Die Hard two, and then it's like Live Free or Die Hard. I don't know if that's three or four. Yeah. 
I can't remember. There's, there's been quite a few. Each one is worse than the previous. Yeah. You I... really need to only stick with the first Die Hard movie. The first, I mean, the original trilogy, they, you can just about say they, they were all right, like, by the end of it. But, I mean, yeah. the fourth one is just... It, it's one of those things where, in my head, you've had this great thing in the past. Bringing it back is just going to tarnish how good it is if you're not going to mm-hmm. like nail it. Like the most recent Jurassic Park films have ruined. I haven't seen any of the Jurassic Park movies. I've, I only saw the first one, and that's all I need to see. Yeah, that's keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was that bad. Eh? Ooh. Uh, I mean... I think part of it is it's just I can't I can't watch anything with Chris Pratt in and where he's trying to be serious. <laughs> or Mario. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I'm, don't know. I'm tra- Jack Black. Jack Black's carrying the whole show with that one, and I'm excited for that one. That one's gonna be good. Yeah, I I'd kind of forgotten because they had made the announcement a while before that he was going to act. I was like, oh, okay, Jack Black, like Chris Pratt. I don't know. And then I heard the trailer video, and I was like. Oh, oh no. Oh no. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> but Jack Black, I think he, I think he can pull it off. Yeah. If anybody can save the movie is that man as Bowser. I mean, which I has, think is perfect casting. He he has that ability to kind of do the ridiculous over the top thing that I think would suit Bowser really well. Yeah, yeah the, ju- mm-hmm. the jury's out on it, but Yeah. We will we will see and just hope that Chris Pratt just goes back to playing the same character he played in um, Parks and Recreation and is just a yeah. little idiot. <laughs> Don't at me, Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so keeping with the, the theme and getting back to the quickfire questions, what's your favourite film and or TV soundtrack? Okay, I'm going to do a two-parter here. I would say the film film soundtracks love the work for Lord of the Rings. I yeah. think they are still... And incredible, incredible movies to watch, incredible movies to listen to, and the soundtracks by themselves stand on their own outside of the film context yeah. for sure. But in terms of TV soundtracks, I I gotta give a shout out to the Netflix Sandman TV series. Oh yeah, that that was the shit. The soundtrack wasn't it? to this mm-hmm. that came. Yeah, out, it was yeah. this year. Yeah, I've the soundtrack is soundtrack is an absolute delight. Um, They've had to adapt the Sandman story, the comics, to TV. And I think they did a really good job to it. But the soundtrack, gosh, really, really beautiful. Really interesting main themes, you know, classic film stuff where you see Dream just kind of brooding in a corner and you hear the main theme just kind of silently playing. Not silently, but like just quietly playing in the background like, ah, that's what I live for. Just, (laughs) Just good classic orchestration, you know? Good classic orchestration. Yeah. I mean, Lord of the Rings, everything about that film series is just epic and the soundtracks just match it perfectly. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a, a high-budget film series recently. Well, recently. It's not really that recent now. That makes me feel really old. But that's like really nailed every part of what they set out to do. The Lord of the yeah. Rings. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to. I'm thinking right now. Yeah, a lot of it is very standard, generic film stuff, which yeah. you know, which is a shame, really. If they that if if they just allow their composer to just have a little bit more fun and to try things out, I think it'll be a much better place overall. But nah, not my place to. <laughs> film, film, music, writing music for films is a whole different beast in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. So definitely. And then, final one of the quick fire questions: your favorite song or piece of music from a game soundtrack? Just one individual <laughs> piece. <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, God Shattering Star. Okay, that that one kicks in once you. <clears throat> In three houses, you can you can you can play and befriend a bunch of people in the three houses that are titularly named. But one of the houses you fight with, quite literally, the gods and heroes of myth and legend that have 
shape the entire country that you're in yeah. in, three, in the in the game story. And then you just hear this ridiculous track with like big orchestrations and crazy drums and this mad tenor voice. This this man I singing in some sort of language. I don't know what language it is, but he's just vocalizing and just singing his heart out. Oh, it is so good. If you want to, if you want to talk about a track that hypes you up to like quite literally fight God, that that, <laughs> that, that, that one's a good one. So yeah, if I mean you, you'll miss out on it if if you just listen to it outside of the context of the game, it loses a bit of the impact because yeah. now that I've played through the game, I've actually gone through all the other storylines before this one. That 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 was like that was the cream of the crop moment for me for Fire Emblem Three Three Houses. It's it, that was a that was awesome. We just blasted that track for for hours. <laughs> I when I eventually play it, I'll hopefully. Is it is it one of those moments where you can you can miss it if you even if you play? No, no, house? no, no. Okay. It's it's literally like it's literally the final boss. Oh, okay. In this okay. One in this one um, path that you can take yeah. within the story. You will you will fight him no matter no matter what, and then the track just kicks in, and you're just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what is happening? That sounds... And then you look at all the units that you're fighting, you're like, oh, that's that's that guy, that's this one, and then there's this, oh, <laughs> these are all like people that I, ah, it's great, it's great, it's it's a beautiful moment. Excellent. Um, so we've talked about your 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 past and present uh, what what's coming up in the the future with yourself your works anything anything exciting on the horizon that you're allowed to talk about <laughs> <laughs> there's a big game project that i'm currently under nda so i really can't say much about it other than please be excited for it i tweet a lot about it uh just recently i had to i i, I made myself go through hard mode basically you know i was thinking to myself and this is without any of the client coming in and being like, could you write something of this style? I basically was asked to write a track that the code name word was flustered. And I sat there, thought, and I, hmm, you know, what's, you know what's a really good way to get flustered? Writing a fugue. So I had to bust out all my old undergrad textbooks, box well-tempered code here, volume one, Went through all my old homework, just reminded myself, okay, what do I need to write to do to write a fugue again? And again, no, no prompt from the game developers whatsoever. I impose this on myself, <laughs> so I have only myself to blame for making myself work really hard and putting my noggin to use in a way that I haven't been using it in a while. But it came out really well. Yeah, cool. but so. I hope you look forward to that. I will be making more announcements about it in the near future. It's it's a doozy. It's really, really fun. I'm having such a blast writing the music for it. That's cool. And um, in terms of the best place to keep up with yourself, Twitter? Twitter is a big one. Um, you can find me at, at ComposerFA. That's F as in Felix. Um, I'm also on Instagram, although on Instagram, you'll probably have to see more photos of my cat. Uh, no, complaints <laughs> you, you, you... Hmm? no complaints about that, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also at, on Instagram at ComposerFA, but Twitter is definitely where I stay the most active. I like to retweet a lot of memes uh, and voice a lot of thoughts and talk about music. So It's good. It's all good. Um, and obviously your music is... Most of it's on Spotify for people to listen to. Yes, most of it's on Spotify. Some of it's on Bandcamp. Yep. Uh, the there's a couple of song, there's a couple of albums and projects on Bandcamp that I have not put up on Spotify just because those were like really pre Felix knowing how to do proper mixing and mastering. <laughs> <laughs> but they are there on Bandcamp if you do want to listen. I, I, I like to keep them there just because it reminds me of like, oh yeah, I really have progressed far in what, I, in what I've done musically so far. So on Bandcamp, you can find me there, composerfa.bandcamp.com. And then on Spotify, just look for me at, at Felix Arifin. Um You can find me on most streaming platforms. Um, just, yeah, you, a lot of my music's over there. Give, the, give them a listen. Can't wait to get 
0.001 cents for every play. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say it all counts, but it literally doesn't. But yeah. <laughs> it's like, yay, I can spend nothing because it doesn't count as any real money. <laughs> yay. <laughs> Thanks, Spotify. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Please don't delete my podcast for saying that. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, that's kind of came to an end of the questions I had for yourself, Felix. Is there anything you'd want to talk about at all? Uh, not really. Not at the moment. Um, this has just been a total absolute blast. I've had a grand old time talking about music. It's always good to you know chat up about the music writing process because it tends to be like a bit of a myth or people glamorize it a lot it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of being able to pull from what you know and reinterpreting it and writing it to something that will make sense not just for you but also the people you're writing music for and for the project you're writing for so this just helps bridge that gap i think yeah and i hope that helps and honestly if you you know for any of the listeners that are listening right now if you have questions or you want to comment on anything or you want to show me a photo of your cat? Just just reach out to me. I'm, I'm always around. If anything, my spouse tells me that I need to get off of Twitter sometimes because I'm there <laughs> so often. But hey, I'm there. If you're free to ask me questions, I'm I'm always more than happy to share the knowledge, share the love around, and to you know help you to get where you want to go. If you want me to just listen to your tracks, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, it's been I've really enjoyed chatting and like to thank you for your time and insightful comments and thank you answers. well thank you for inviting me on this was so much fun I'm glad. maybe for the maybe maybe for the next soundtrack we'll, we'll I'll, I'll hit you up again and we can talk about that one yeah that'd be cool yeah when it's yeah whenever whenever we're allowed to talk about it we will we will do that <laughs> <laughs> don't worry don't worry when it comes up you'll know you'll see it blow up on my, my, my on my twitter feed for sure excellent i will retweet that a lot so yeah excited and i'd once again like to thank felix for taking the time out to speak to myself as always beats and bleeps will be back next week with another episode on the 3rd of november I'd like to thank you very much for listening and supporting the podcast i hope you have a wonderful day